Sound Plus Vision Radio. Sound Plus Vision Radio episode 16, part 3. Back out here with the homie Gems. You. Yeah. What's good? Yeah, this, this dude don't be wanting to talk, man. He be mad low with it. We actually talk a lot off off record, so. Bro, I spent like probably like most <coughs> of the last week. Son, most of the last week, me and Gems been hanging out almost like every day. Like I just like slept at his crib, like just chilling. Just watching mad, mad videos. Home, just that's another story. Just thinking, yo, just freaking watching mad videos. Um, doing a lot of research, talking a lot about like archive fashion. We just try to like record as many podcasts as possible. So like once we get to New York, we can actually get a show, man. Freaking, Mark uh, Echo cut that check. Yo, tell Mark Echo to cut the check, man. Like imagine like an archive fashion show where it's just me and gems. Where people actually gems. know what the fuck they talking about. But we actually getting paid. So we're not giving out because we give out a lot of gems, but I can't give out everything because I'm not getting paid to do this. So there's a few people out there who have podcasts who talk fashion too, but ain't no good fashion podcast besides Samples Vision, bro. I want to hear that. Uh, or Gems Museum. By the way, it's, it's coming soon. What Gems Museum is about to be a podcast? Yeah, it's just originally. Nah, but be Samples at this Vision point, Radio. At this point, it's we're fucking co-hosts, so basically, tell Complex cut that check, man. Slide in my DMs, hit my email, let me know the budget. We're going to get it cracking, you heard? Um, but yeah, anyways, first topic. Shout out to these tomorrow. Yo, shit. So, <laughs> they wild funny. <laughs> they, be, they be on some bullshit, bro, but they mad funny. They be saying some crazy shit. But you uh, got yeah. to check out failing Upwards, too. Yeah. Shout out to them guys. But um, the main topic we want to talk about today was um, Hapsicle. Yeah. The legendary. Peter Henderson. P- A.K.A. Peter Henderson. The legendary raft collector who was super ahead of his time that was kind of really pre it was during the internet but it was pre like tumblr days because he's he quit around maybe like what 2013 i think so he used to follow me on instagram but then like everything followed anybody i'm gonna come clean i followed him when he sold all his raft and then i was like and then i guess he got tight i was like nah but i spoke to him a couple times he was mad cool but um what is he like a bodybuilder now um no he does crossfit so He's a healthy guy. G, Rossfit. No, CrossFit. Rossfit. Uh, yeah, he's trying he, to... He's pairs and shit, you he's, dig? He peers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wildin'. But nah, he... um, The thing about him was he had all the raft, like the pyramid, bomber, the stigils. But he boots. wore it right. That's the one thing we could say. He was the first real raft collector that had all the grails, quote Them unquote. hiking boots. The distigial hiking boots from 08, yeah. <sighs> Son, he had Ridiculous. all the grails, the right, right, right stuff, the bombers. He made all the archive sales, so but I, they were still doing it because sure they haven't done it in a few years. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's where he got They do sample of sales stuff. now, though. Yeah, he would so go to, like, Antwerp stuff, yeah. and just probably cash out. Every May. That's the crazy part. Imagine if someone would have, like, bought all that stuff. By the way, cheap. May, the month of May, the first week of May, that's the time to go to Antwerp if you're in a fashion. That's where all the sales are? All, yeah, all these brands, Belgian brands, they have sales. Like Andrew Mueller, Mister Sample Sales, Margella, everything. Yeah, they just want to get rid of everything. Fucking Hyder, Ackerman, everybody you could think of. You went to the sample sales before? I've been to the sample sales. You ever come up this, on anything? This year I went. You ever come up on anything? I came last up, year, bro. Off a of blazer? No, last year, no. But I'm nah. saying last year because we're already on the new year. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. 2019. So yeah. it's already last year. So I'm saying, what would you buy when you bought when you went there? Bought a blazer. I didn't really get, and I got some. Uh, some some uh, boots from what brand? Resonance. That's Man, the only shit. You ain't buying no archive pieces, bro. It was no archive. Yeah, it was just some in season like past, generic stuff. No, it's just that it's nothing like 
I feel like everything from those collections, I think they might still have some, but they've already done enough archive sales where they just got they ready to do it no more. But it was, they were selling it for dirt cheap back then. I, I wish I made the archive sales. You back, know anyone that used to go to those archive those sales? Days. A few people who uh, I was in contact with last year. Word. Can't believe it was already last year. Son, I'm telling you, bro, the time is going by faster, bro. The older you get, time just moves, bro. That's ridiculous. You be thinking like you got mad time to do everything. Mm-hmm. Time gonna pass you by, bro. It's like you wake up, blink an eye, next year. By the way, happy New Year's to everybody out there. Yeah, if man. you're listening, we're and in a new year right now. Thank you for tuning in. I've been getting like a lot of love lately. Gems podcast began like a lot of plays. It's probably like ever since I started doing podcasts with Gems, we're on the third episode, but only one's come out so far. But um, the one episode we have dropped, it's been getting a lot of love. We just trying to keep it going. Hopefully, get a show with like a network in New York or something. And just, you know what I'm saying? Really get paid to do this the right way. Not just talk all day, you know what I'm saying? And maybe I'll talk more. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but um, talk about why you think Hap School was so ahead of his time. <clears throat> he just... Because it's like he wasn't the first collector of that kind, but he was the first one to be doing it right, I would say. He was respectful about it, knowledgeable about it. He's the one who did that whole 15 years of brilliance for Ralph Simmons. Mm-hmm. I think he literally penned that down. That's like himself. himself. Like, he studied it. He's the one. If and if any, uh, like, super future talk, anybody, they would know that if they were talking about Ralph Simmons, that whole breaking down the season thing, that came from him. That boy was the, the Ralph dude. He was that guy. Basically, what's crazy about... That's really where I was like, yo. Because I, I, I already... I, the first time I heard about Ralph Simmons was 2007, I would say. And then 2008, I made my first purchase with a pair of sneakers. And I honestly just thought he was a cool sneaker designer. So once I got into, he's actually a clothing designer too. That's when I was like, yo, he's really cool. But I how, didn't really... How did you find out about Ralph? Honestly, I think from just walking around in Soho. Like just being out? Yeah, it was a store there that sold it. Because I remember you were telling me like off off the podcast you said a lot of the stuff that you're into is yeah. just like real life experience like traveling you would just really get into a brand and then you would come across this and you'd be like let me take a photo yeah of i this. would see it or it would you'd be in a store or somebody i would know would be wearing it or it's just a just around you so that's why i'm like fascinated i'm still fascinated by the things that fascinated me that way like 10 years ago yeah because now i see things on the internet we get introduced to things on the internet but it's just not it doesn't captivate you the way in person will. You know what it is too is like 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 you love number nine, but when you see it in person, it's a different thing. That's why I'm trying to go to Japan, bro. All the way be pieces in Japan. You know, so. But nah, I was gonna tell you like. So what do you relate, uh, the most about Raf? I'm gonna get back to Hap School, but I want to just kind of like because I want to tie it in together. I think the iconic music references, like bro, me and it's you all music and mo- it, movie references. It's all, it's it's just. Like, because the fact that you look at it, you're like, wow, that's a cool graphic. But if you're somebody like me and Aaron, you want to figure out where that came from. So that makes you do research. And the fact that a piece of clothing is going to make you do research, it's, I don't know, it's kind of exciting. Because it's like, I was, I was I said this earlier, um, like old music. Because all of this is 80s, right? 80s and... Uh, early 90s music and it's like clothing is being sampled i mean music is being sampled in clothing like the way it is sampled in music you know with like old school and new music and they sampled the old so what it is doing it with graphics really like what i learned 
about Raph, like from just doing my research about Robbie Schneller, who's like his muse and his assistant, up until like 2010. Basically, he met him what off of street casting, right? Mm-hmm. And then when he worked for him for like those a little over 10 years, it was what 97. The first, it was Black Palms, I think it was 98. Was his first show that he he did? I think ninety seven. Ninety seven, ninety eight. One of those. I think it was ninety seven. Ninety seven was the first show he did run with. Yeah. yeah. So he did run ninety seven, and then he worked up until like spring summer two thousand ten. Was it how to talk? No, how to talk to your teen. I think that was the show he did. No, no, it was. It was a, I know it was. I think it was all the way to ninety seven to ninety eight. I think that was his. It first was one of those two, but yeah. So it was around that time period. Robbie his first, his first three collections, was it first three or four? Because like, he started in ninety five. Yeah. But so um. The thing about Robbie Schneller's was so he was super into like rock music, whether it be like industrial or like punk or like goth, like Bauhaus, um, Nine Inch Nails, like just really dark music. Sisters of Mercy. Like he was into all that type of stuff. He was really a sh- uh, like that European street kid. Yeah, he was the- super into like goth, industrial, like all the type of rock, like punk. So what he did was when he started working at RAF. Raph kind of realized, like, yo, this dude, like, this is what I think is cool. Like, everything this guy likes is what's cool. Like, basically, what whatever Robbie liked became what Raph liked. And, like, I don't think no one ever really kind of realized, like, that's basically, like, where 90% of his inspiration, like, besides being his muse, like, Raph's whole archive Because it's not just him. It's it's his team. He yeah. Built, he built people around him to make no, his I'm, brand I'm trying, more interesting. Trying to make the point to where, like, yeah. Robbie really is the brand like people don't really he realize was. how big they, yeah. well yeah he was the up influence. until 2010 but that was like the but main that's, but influence everything is the best that's the that's the best of him though yeah so that, that's what i'm trying to go back to yeah. say like that's where he got all the music references from like that he said that they will go to concerts like they will go to like germany and like other places and they'll hop on the train they'll go like a, like a gang of them to a concert and they'll be at the in the show just moshing going crazy and raff will be in the back just chilling like he experienced some of the shows with them but he wasn't directly like trying to like be at the show going crazy. He didn't even dress the way they did. Yeah, like they, they're saying like how like he, what you see on the runway when they're like looking rebellious. He didn't dress. Yeah, that he way. didn't dress like that. Look how he dresses, bro. He never he never wore that stuff. But so it's all music references, and it's mostly inspired by Robbie. That's what I wanted to get back to. So like and and he had an, an impeccable. Um, he he, Rasmus had a good eye for who he worked with graphic wise too. So it's not just the attitude and the inspiration, but the graphic designers that he worked with. Yeah, he knew how to. I think I feel like he just really knew how to like pick the people he wanted to work and with. That's well. that's the best thing for a brand is to know who like he's what the designer. Yeah, but graphics are cool too. Like yeah, you like to throw it on the t shirt. And the thing about him was so like like I was saying he did did a lot of stuff inspired by music, like. Today we were just talking about the um the pyramid bomber, which is something that Hapsicle used to wear a lot. And so I kind of found the reference today, just scrolling, and we were, we've been talking about this for like the last two days. And it was the spring summer two thousand, the pyramid bomber. Yeah. And it was iconic, you know, like like besides the riot riot, that's like the second greatest bomber. So I'm like, yo, where'd he uh where'd he get this from? So then I was looking through it, and it was Rotterdam terror corpse which was like a rave group in the 90s and that's basically where they got the pyramid bomber it's basically like it almost looks like that's what, what, what spring what, summer 2000 what's that way, um the pyramid the super villain from movies like the punisher yeah it almost looks like the punisher to, i was just about to mention i'm that. pretty sure that's what inspired that no 
I think look, it's this. Look at the, no, 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 it's, not I know, this. Yeah. But I'm saying the Rotterdam logo. Oh, yeah, of course. I, I agree. That's it looks probably. like the Punisher. So if you look it's up, exactly, actually. Look at the Rotterdam Terror Corpse logo. It looks like the Punisher. And then Raph took it and was kind of inspired, but it wasn't exact. And he kind of split the <clears> face. <throat> he did, like, half the face. And I'm trying to say that I, I don't know. I've seen the Pyramid Bomber without the face in it. I don't know if that was the reference or if that was just a sample that he used. That was Before featured, he put the face into that it? That was featured in Purple Magazine in, I think, maybe 2000 1999. Yeah, the one we were looking for, at yesterday. Yeah, this whole time I thought it was a... But who knows? But yeah, but it's just know. crazy how deep the music references is. And I'm imagine if that's like what Robbie was into at that time. And the things that Pridham is probably not even that deep. They was just like, oh, let's... Oh, that's what we listen to right now? But mm, that, that's kind of that how show. I am with like with my brand. Like whatever I'm listening to, like the stuff I was working on today and yesterday, the graphics I was showing you, that's what I've been listening to in the moment. So like I'll make graphics based on that. And that's why like the whole sound plus vision is really about like music. Like the whole slogan is no music, no life. So I relate a lot to like Raph and I like, I like sitting there and like studying all the references because it's all music references, 90%. You want to move on to this? Yeah, so the next collection is um, Fall Winter 01, Right, Right, Right. Probably one of the best with the Manic Street Preachers and the um, the whole Richie Edwards thing. What's crazy about Richie Edwards is, you know how I'm obsessed with like, the 27 Club? Yeah. He went missing at 27. Did you ever read into the story about him? Yeah, of course. Remember, he was mentioning it, uh, how... He just disappeared out of nowhere. He basically And then they declared him dead, I think, after seven years, maybe. I don't remember exactly what it was, but he died. because no, anybody who disappears for seven years, who yeah, didn't find a body, dead. you're legally dead. But he went legally, like, missing dead Before. at 27. Okay. That's what they were saying. They always remember that because, like, he didn't die at 27, but, like, he went missing basically at 27. So, like, they're always, like, it's like a thing. It's very, like, uh, just, like, documented well. The thing about him was they said he had withdrew all his money out of the bank, abandoned his car. See, that's the part I didn't hear. But yeah. I heard about his sister, somebody telling the sister that they spotted him. They say after, they saw I him. I think he's dead, honestly. I don't think so. I don't know. They last, because I, like, I was really into that band, bro. Like, I like, like, they have this one song called Archives of Pain, mm -hmm. which is, like, off their third album, The Holy Bible, which is really freaking sick. They only have three albums, mm -hmm. but they're so iconic. Because at the time, they were, like, very, like, punk. Like, how you said, like, carve his arm. Like, like Raph used that graphic. The one that says, for real, and he's carving to his arm. Plus, plus he, he had, the, the patches he did was ridiculous. He also Bro, had David Bowie. They had a lot of David Bowie patches. Yeah. He did a lot insane, he, which is my but logo. But he used David Bowie before, too. He did David Bowie a lot. 98 or something, or 97. He was, he was inspired. He has a hero's tee. Mm -hmm. said heroes. Mm -hmm. He he's inspired by like a lot of different musicians, bro. It's really just he has Euro good taste. It's really European bands and and it is, uh, singers. That's yeah. like the it wasn't really American. It was mostly like it wasn't like American punk. It was mm. mostly like techno or rave music or industrial or you know goth rock like Bauhaus. That was all European. It wasn't really into the, American. Yeah, his his music. His 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 music um inspiration is European. Yeah, bands. yeah it's mostly European bands. But he still he still listens to a lot inspired of inspired by American. Culture so like like the well. um getting to this like keep the going. like the bombers are made in USA. Yeah, we're not gonna say the brand, <laughs> but um yeah, the, somebody out there is gonna know. But yeah, yeah. if you were real, when you gonna know what brand he used, but um yeah, so Richie Edwards it, he was super talented man. Like I used to listen to him a lot. Personally, I relate to them a lot. He's a little crazy. I made a shirt. Too. I made a shirt for him when I did the Twenty Seven Club collection, <laughs> where I printed like the I names twice. I didn't ever see that. It's a sample. I never showed it to you. Remember uh, when I would print names like twice on the front, repeating, and then seven times on the back, like two, seven, twenty-seven. Like they went, what they died twenty-seven. Yeah, it was like some simple shit. Yeah. No one ever caught it. So then I did a Richie Edwards tee just for me to wear around. Then I did like a Dash Snow tee. I did a bunch of ones. 
and um i was just super always into their music and like the thing about that was raf even used a police report when he went missing on a jacket i don't know if you ever that seen that. The, the south wales police yeah on the camouflage bar. yeah 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 that was the police report from when Richie Edwards went missing. So then, uh, they got, he actually got investigated for that. The police were like, "Yo, why are you using that?" He didn't get permission to use that. But I guess, like, yeah, he didn't buy the um the rights to the article to use. So, I, but I guess like that stuff is like public information. I guess he just found it and would just want to like use it because he was super inspired about that band at the time. But so, they was doing their research to make it as authentic as possible because yeah, they it let didn't look cheap because the people from the Manic Street Preachers they, they bought gave some them, of them no they bought it oh they bought it they walked into a shop somewhere in England saw it on the racks and were like yo this is crazy they, they, they couldn't believe that they were selling yeah they couldn't believe the price high, a, a brand with their band on it for three like their lyrics and everything because on some of the pieces their lyrics are on some of the pieces they were actually honored yeah they didn't, and then like, they wore it I never found photos but they said they wore it like to perform I don't think there's any footage of it but that's nuts bro just to know like that's some like real crazy like in the moment stuff so yeah the best way to describe it is Riot 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 is the epitome of industrial grungy and atmospheric inspired both in the spirit and appearance by the Welsh rock band Maniac Street Preachers and then it was the show was in an abandoned warehouse with they had like fog and then the models were dressed with actual for like an actual riot like i remember like the flares and everything no that's the next season oh that's the next season that's the whoa yeah so then no but these tie in together perfectly and then they're very similar and spring the spring summer 2002 um just the whole look of it and then september 11 happened that was right before september 11th right before yeah that was kind of crazy it's crazy talk man. about timing Right, the timing. He, that's I think that's such. Those a were T-shirts that he, that he used at the match, though, right? Yeah, such a powerful fucking. You know what people have seen copy that, bro? Like ten years later, and try to like dress like that. So many. This one was really good. I felt like this was Let a more simple. This was a more simplified version of read that collection. Bit about this. Spring summer two thousand two, by the way. Yeah, what's the name of call again? Whoa very long woe unto those who spit onto the fear generation the wind will blow it back it's a crazy name I forgot where that reference was from I looked it up one time I think it's from a book and it was mostly like red black and white he used for that collection and it was very uniform and they did like the head scars which is like t-shirts <laughs> he just kind of like it looked very middle eastern monochromatic looks Red, white, and yeah, it and happened black. right before September 11th, so it was kind of crazy. That was when, like, he did the one graphic said, We are ready and willing to ignite, just born too late. I don't even know what that means. B, just so. that whole before Peter the Potter did that stuff. I remember crazy, right? But yeah, let's go, let's go into the, the next lookbook. One. Was pretty cool. Yeah, this is my favorite collection. Virginia Creeper, Fall 102. Look, because remember when we were sitting down, I was like, Yo, this is inspired from. American horror movies and serial killers and Jeepers Creepers and um like the, the Virginia movie Creeper. Jeepers Creeper G- Jeepers but, Creepers but, but it's beyond Creeper. just that one movie it's it's all the cult American horror movie yeah. films cause it, walking in the woods dark it with, looks very American the, Psycho uh, yeah with the whole plastic um with the clear coats mm-hmm, just on top so yeah Virginia Creeper Jeepers Creepers that's like the whole vibe but he's he's been a fan of horror movies Think about uh, was it a 2000 or 1980 uh, 1998 piece that said uh, Camp Crystal Lake? That's 2000. I think yeah, 99. That's 2000. I think it was 99. It's the Jason Voorhees stuff. 
The Jason, like with the mask from the movie. No, but the one that yeah, said the, the, Camp Crystal Lake. That's yeah, like but I'm saying, but Jason, like thing. the villain. Yeah. He he made a bunch of stuff inspired by that movie, the setting. So he's been like into. It was either ninety nine two thousand. Yeah. Movies. It was kind of crazy. But yeah, Virginia Creeper was basically about like serial killers. The probably my favorite piece is the Nebraska sweater, which is inspired by the Bruce Springsteen album Nebraska. And I was telling you about that, and, I, and you said you weren't really sure if that was true or not. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen is pretty sick. Like that dude's music. I'm, let me look up what year that came out, the Bruce Springsteen album. No, but what? Because I know we're getting into some of. Probably the top tier Ralph Simmons collections. The album came out. By the way, I, another collection that's not even from the 2000s, um, well, early 2000s. I think it's 2013 Spring Summer. I think that's one of his Grail collections too. That when he was uh, with the the sneakers. But we'll get to the sneakers. Yeah, yeah, soon. we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Yeah. Wait, what's next? Or consume. That's the biggest. Known, the most known collection. Because the biggest graphic collection. Yeah, I think. and I, I think it has the most hyped pieces now. Like that's it's the, the most those expensive. are the pieces that everyone wants. Is from yeah. that collection. I think no, and, and Virginia Creeper. No, I was gonna say yeah. honestly, we can't just say one. No, that would take that back because the most expensive jacket is from two thousand one. Yeah, right, right, right. But this is expensive too, so let's not take the back. The parachute bomber is crazy. Uh huh. I think that might be. You know what's funny? There's like a same old, there's a old um, Neil Young album. Where he's wearing like a jacket just like that, and I showed my buddy in LA, and he's told me that that jacket was inspired by Jean Paul Gaultier. I don't know if it was true or not. They said that he had a bondage jacket similar to that. But so many people obsessed for this one collection, and I I understand why to this day. You you think it came from Jean Paul Gaultier, or you think it came from Neil Young? What the whole inspiration for that? Yeah. Neither honestly. Because Harvest Moon, this was in '92. I'll show you. Mm, that looks cool. Yeah, right? Doesn't it look like similar to the jacket? But it's not the jacket, though. I don't think so. But, but I don't it's, know. I never seen you never know. I've never seen the image, though. Yeah, I used to listen to like a lot of Neil Young. And the image they're using here is Hapsicle, so daps to the guy. Yeah, greatest rap collector of all time. I would say. Yeah, I'm not a I fan agree. of David Casabon. He has a lot of pieces. He just didn't do it the way Peter Henderson. Because it doesn't seem very genuine, bro. Like Hapsco actually was wearing everything. He's not wearing it. He's renting it out and giving it to people and doing a bunch of stuff. Like he's more so just doing it as like a business. It's not. He's not into the style. Go up to closer real quick. I want to like talk a lot about that. This one. Okay. So yeah, fall winter two thousand three, a closer collection, which was Peter uh, Savile doing a lot of stuff with Ralph Simmons. I would say let's wrap it up at history of my world. Yeah, we'll stop there, and then we're gonna go back. I want to go back to Hapsco and kind of tie it in. But, um, so Closer, Closer was like basically Factory Records, which is like Peter Savile's record label. They gave access, which is like Joy Division, New Order, mostly graphics. They opened the archives. Though. They opened the archives and let him put everything on whatever he wanted to do with them. But, but I think it was only the Savile archive. Well, it was Factory Records graphics. It's stuff that they did for like those two bands. Yeah, but everything he used was from Peter Savile. Go down real quick. It says it right here. They also did orchestral maneuvers. I don't know how you pronounce it. In the dark. In the dark. And it was basically just putting a bunch of those graphics on bombers, like that's something jackets, that hoodies. It could have ended badly, but it, it was really a match cool. made. It was heaven. really just a tribute to like a record label in a moment in time. No, but it really worked so well. That's what I'm saying. It he, looked nice. He was it, just paying tribute to a, a certain time period. 
in a certain style of music. He was putting like graphics from, but but the thing that he was putting graphics onto clothing with rights, like he 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 knew he had to get the rights to use. Yeah, because he wanted to use it for every single piece. He's not one of those like Tumblr designers who started doing this shit. Everybody, those Tumblr designers copied so much of his fucking DNA. Yeah, that's crazy. That was the time too, Tumblr. So history of my world, fall winter '05. That's like the poltergeist sweaters, um, the Alamo stuff. That's what I'm saying. He's putting references on clothing that didn't have any business to be on clothing. I mean, but who's to say what goes on clothes, bro? Because well, that's I w- what I'm saying. Like nobody thought of that before. Yeah, yeah. He was thinking. Of, he was approaching it in a different way. So, what would they say that big inspiration was for this? But I'm not gonna give him all the credit for everything because we got Japanese designers who were influenced by. Music and they said there's a movie well. here called Fascination from 1979, a French horror film. That was a lot of inspiration for that, mm. and also obviously like the Poltergeist movies, and just a bunch of again scary movies. That was really just yeah, he's American movie. Yeah, movies and movies Power. and music. That's all the rap swag basically. <clears throat> also his details though. Yeah, the details in his clothing, nice. like that 2006 jacket. This one we was discussing this earlier today. How insane it was! It almost looks two like jackets in one. Yeah, it's almost like you flip the jacket and it's like two. No, jackets. you. No, yeah, you got two people in it. I tried it. That's crazy. You open it, take that out. It's two jackets, and then you you can split apart each other, but you still it's still connected. That's crazy. Yeah, it's two jackets in there. It's crazy. That's see, the see autumn winter two thousand six. It's one of the tabs. Oh, you have the accordion boots? Yo, talk about these sneakers we got. I actually want to talk about the Asics. Do you want to jump to that? Yeah. We'll go back to half school. But, bro, how how ahead was was he when he did those Asics Raph Simmons? The tech sneakers. Those are, those are like the <clears throat> first real dad sneakers. He started it in 2009. And what, people just started doing them last year, really? It's crazy. Like, the whole this whole dad sneaker... Um, running sneaker trend in high fashion because it wasn't in high fashion then. Dior, like the, even Dior jumped on it. Mad brands, almost every like, brand. The biggest, I say, the biggest influence was the Triple S, but Triple S, that that wasn't the beginning. That's yeah. probably the biggest. It made it bubble, like to where like everyone caught on. Tension was insane. Yeah, yeah. But that wasn't the but first. They definitely it. got that from Ross Simmons and. Um, a lot of people thought it was an ASAX collaboration. A six collaboration, but ASAX, yummy hot. Yeah, I'm the Man's wild tired. A six. Now, yeah, um, but because remember they used the ASIC sole. We were talking about that. Yeah, the uh, the sole that he used since two thousand nine. Uh, if if anybody paid attention, uh, from the first ASIC Ralph Simmons sneaker, th- is the same sole that's used. Till today on the Adidas uh, Aswijo sneaker. Yeah. So remember, he owns Kiko, that. Kiko so. pointed out Kiko Kostanov when we were, we were talking last night. This morning he was talking about how like that wasn't a official Asics club. Yeah. So we were trying to figure out how they got that sole, and we were thinking that Raf probably just paid to get it manufactured from them. So the sneakers were just manufactured by Asics, maybe. Yeah, but no, it wasn't because an official collab. because I've always said all these years, I was like, it's not. It, no, it's no logo. There's no Asics anywhere. It's just the sole. So he just... He probably just told me, like, hey, I got the upper. You guys make the sole. We'll no, because he, he was trying to make this sneaker. I don't know why he wanted to do a running sneaker. But he made a running sneaker. And 
I guess he didn't have a place to manufacture himself. Yeah. Because in Italy, they're not going to make these. It's crazy. Why not? I don't know. It's just... Because everybody who goes to the to the same people in Italy is just... I, when was that time you seen one of those? The last made in Italy was... Uh, Where was the Triple S made in? It was first made in Italy, but then they moved it to, um, to Portugal? China. I thought it was Portugal. No, to China. Oh, wow. He makes a lot of clothes in Portugal, though. Yeah, no, his clothing is made in Portugal. They're originally made in... Um, we're talking about Vermont, right? Yeah. I think the first collection was made in Italy. But they want to cut the cost. Well, I mean, Balenciaga's thing about the Triple S. That's really what we're talking about. Yeah. So that was made in China. Like, once they got popped. Oh, okay. No, they never... Yeah, made in China. Because we were talking about versus made in Italy versus when they got popped. There's definitely a difference in quality, but I'm not even going to... Did you have some of the first Triple S's? Yeah, when it first came out. I remember when it first came out, I was at the Balenciaga store, and that shit was selling out, man. That was like... 50 cents Gary to that Tron album in 2003 it was moving, <laughs> yo that's the first time I seen a fucking album get resold bro like for real she was going crazy yeah but yo so um Peter Henderson what yeah. else what else could we say about Peter come back to fashion you think he's ever going to didn't you say you are talking about bringing back his blog he said he wanted to redo his blog but for all black tech gear so I don't know if it's gonna be like like Prada and stuff that he wears. I don't know what kind of brands he's wearing these days. He wears a lot of Prada. He's still a stylish guy though. Yeah, bro, but but he's just not his whole Ross fit be. <laughs> it ain't it be. Come back, bro. Like you, you was too ahead. Yo, shout out to anybody trying to be healthy out there. I nah, ain't gonna be nah, mad be. at them. Nah, nah, I'll be. You don't want to be bone skinny for. He ain't want to be bone skinny for the rest of his life, bro. So he mad big. He, he mad, bulked mad up. Yeah, you say you say something dumb, he gonna knock you out. <laughs> Yo, he really he listening right now, B. Yo, Peter Henderson, if you listening to this right now, say what's up when I'm in London. I'm gonna bring my boy Aaron with me, and let's do a podcast. Let's get it. That'd be crazy to get the real rap story and talk about how he got into rap and um what made him get into rap. Just fashion, cause he was working for. Um, what store he was working for? He was doing the blog or something like that. Trying to remember. Word, but um, Mr. Porter, I think. It was either Mr. Porter or Essence, but I think it was Mr. I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was Mr. London. Porter. I'm like It's not Essence. Essence is from Canada. It was Mr. Porter. Yeah. It was one of those type of things, but I'm pretty sure it was Mr. Porter. <clears throat> but um, bro, do you remember when he he used to get invited to ref shows? Yeah. You know he used to go. Mm-hmm. No, he's the he's be in the showrooms and everything. That's what I'm saying. Do you? I don't. Think he's he's the one who used to put. That's who I used to look at to post images of um the showrooms. He inspired me to want to get more into fashion. I was about to pull like it up. Like in the industry. The last show that he pulled up to was the Sterling Ruby show. Let me see if I can find. It. I have it saved somewhere. I'm just going to Instagram, but he uh he he dead took mad photos of the Sterling Ruby show. And I think that's the last. No, show. but he's the one who posted most of them is just from the spring summer 2013. Word. And also the fall winter 2013 when he first did the Adidas collab. Because when I first seen the Adidas collab, I saw that from Hapsicle. I didn't his, see that. What's from his blog else. now? I mean his Instagram. It's Peter Henderson. It's open here. Somewhere, I found it. 
Look, right here. We have it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tripping. So, yeah, January nah. January 18, 2014. Yeah, that's the last, I think, show he went to. probably, like, the last year he hit me up. Like, so it wasn't 2013. Uh, so he was I'm still going. So it was probably 2014 was the last year. Maybe he. Won. No, but he already sold his stuff by then. But he was selling it on and off because I remember I messaged him a few times if he was selling his Virginia Creep at the time, and he and said he this is the one I'm not selling. But I don't know if he let that one go because I think the one I have now is from him. So for real, yeah. Who'd you get it from? I got it from uh, somebody in LA. And you think they got it from them? Not likely, because I think his was a size. No matter of fact, no. I think he was wearing like a size 46. That's because he was real. He was a slim guy. Right. But yeah, yeah, nah. He um, thing about him was, he really was like the, not the word muse. What can you say he was? Like he was like what? What? How you should wear your rap pieces? Like when you saw Peter Henderson Hap School, you were like, okay, this is how rap's supposed to be worn. How could we describe it, bro? Um, I don't know, man. You gotta repeat that question. I wasn't paying attention. How would you say? How would you describe Hap School? Because he's like the perfect guy you want wearing Raf. Like yeah. he was the definition of what Raf, how it should be worn. Like or, or who he wants to wear. Yeah, but I don't know how to describe it. What's the word for it? It's not a muse because I mean it's different. Because if not, he would have been walking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't that he because Raf. I think Raf probably met him though. Yes, I th- he met him. He yeah. met him, of course. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it, bro. But yeah, so he he was just like like he, he was on Raph's radar. He he knew who he was. He had like the perfect Raph swag. I'll just say that. Basically, that's the best way to explain it. He just the way he wore it. It wasn't overhype. Um, he knew how to put the pieces together too. He, he knew how to put it together, but he wasn't trying. He just it was effortless. He just knew how to do it. I feel like honestly, most people I see wear Raph nowadays don't know how to wear them. It's not the same. Plus, because. People don't it's just so many other brands that they wear with now that it's like people just mix. I'm not together. gonna tell people how to dress now. No, of course, you but can't tell no one. What it's to do. it's like a particular. These pieces are p- very particular to one another. So when they're throwing it with uh, Fear God jogging pants and yo, you're gonna be hot. Fucking Amiri denim. Yo, like what the fuck son, are y'all doing? I might have to kill you. Mention Amiri in my podcast, my G. You got me hot. I'm hot that I even had to mention that. Not, shit, but mention- I'm just trying to mention how bad they mix it together. Yeah, so you could beat up Michael Mary. Throwing, wearing it with off-white sneakers. Like, if you're going to wear off-white, do the Nike collab. <laughs> Yo. Just saying. Got me hot. But nah, yeah, so, um, get Man's off. not hot. Yeah. <laughs> stupid. You were all uh, mentioning me earlier about. Shout out to Rosie. Yo. Shout out Joanna. But, um, shout out all the, shout out all the, the London homies. mommies up in Belize. Everybody in London that I'm cool with. I don't really know off the top of my head who else I know. Shout out to the paintings. The buff yeah. tings, fam. Buff tings. But, um... We sound like Drake right now. Yo, the, um... The first time you met Raph. How uh, was that, bro? This was at the spring-summer 2018 show. And, um... It was near the Manhattan Bridge. It was in Chinatown. This is the Blade Runner show. Yeah. The and, replicant but show. But he's, he's mentioned Blade Runner a few times in the past, so I... Like... That show th- this, is, this is consistent with him loving movies. Yeah. And it was... It was kind of a mix of, like, a lot of things because he had, like, those oriental lamps that had, like, the Joy Division New Order the, references. The, the, the Chinese lanterns. The, yeah, yeah. The oriental lamps, whatever. It had the Joy Division And it New was Order. it was next to... Uh, it was in a courtyard and it was dark and, like, like water. Like, I felt like if it rained that day, I'm it trying to remember. It looked like the scene from a movie when I seen the runway. It was perfect like Blade Runner if you've seen the movie. Have you watched it? Have you watched yeah, it? of course. Yeah, it was... They made the new one. I haven't watched the new one. Just the color, the lighting they had... 
um, just the whole setting, the outfits, even though he kind of recycled a lot of old ideas, you know, from Factory Records when he did the yeah. Factory Records, but it was beautifully made, I think. I enjoyed the show. It was like, and a lot of people sneaked in from the neighborhood. They just walked in? No, just some people just snuck in. And they say nothing? Nah. I feel like a lot of people snuck in there. That's crazy. Because you're in New York City, you know, it was, it was you're open. in an alley. It was in an alley. Yeah, no, but they was trying to not let people in. Of but some course. people still finessed. Some people still finessed. I think there's way always in. ways to finesse your ways into. Shows. I wanted to get one of those lanterns. No, at the end of the show they're like not. That's good that's the best fucking show. I'm only saying it's the best show because that's the first wrestling show I went to. So, I, I miss. I'm gonna miss him not being in New York now. He what you think he's going back to Europe? Yeah, no. Remember, he already brought it back to Paris. Oh yeah, yeah but that's because of Calvin. So New, New York, York is yeah, a wrap. Wow, yeah. Nah. That was a good time for people in New York I'll, to experience. Because Hedy's going back to, you know, he's back in Paris now. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like a lot of designers that were in America for a while, they went back. They called it wraps. Yeah. Cause but he, he did good out here. His first collection, he had like the New York, the remakes of the I Love New York. That sweater was popular for a while because he had the I Love China one too, I think it was. Or I Love Japan. Japan. Yeah, yeah. I Love Japan. He wasn't really, really no, but uh, back to the spring summer two thousand eight replicas. Um, I got, I, I met him like, I saw him. Yeah. So I didn't really get to meet him, and I got a picture of him. And then I was, uh, before the show started, I was backstage like inside because they were doing. It was like next to a market too, mm-hmm. so it was like doing shit inside, and him like fixing the models' clothes. And I got a. So you're just sitting there. Yeah. So no, I had a, a disposable. A disposable because my phone died before the show started. Damn. So a lot of it is from the disposable camera. Did they come out good. So luckily, yeah, they came out well. I, I, if I find the photos, I'll show you. That's why. At least I got to like get them printed and. Yeah. So I was like, yo, something. I'm here. I got to see this. That's a memory for sure. You think you have? You have? I probably experienced it better through that. Yeah. Then on my phone. On my phone, being on like an IG live. If that was even a thing when 2000, no. early 70. You think you're gonna go back to any more shows? I hope so. I want to. I'm probably plugged in, bro. You can get back to a show. Mm. Nah, I definitely. I've never been to a fashion show, bro. I always want to go, but I don't want to go just to like say I've been to a fashion show. I'm like, lying. I do. I do want to go to the next. I have been to a fashion Paris show. Fashion Week. Just not New York or, or Paris. Uh. Like I've been to like shows out here in Miami, but they're not really nothing. Nah. I'm saying a lot of this is it's the fucking smoking mirrors. Not what it I seems. feel like a lot of people like genuinely don't care about making. But he seems clothes. like a nice guy though. Like Russell, I just want to talk to him in a good setting. Like everybody, since he just did the collection, everybody's like, "Yo, great show, man!" He's the main attraction. Everybody wants to talk to him. Yeah, you don't want to say that to him. You want to have actual conversation. I like want to have actual conversation with the guy and pick his mind. Even five minutes, you five seconds. Funny? Um, the homie Elias in LA. Shout out Elias. Did they get to meet him? He he, he didn't meet Raph, but he was standing right next to him. This was in like San Francisco last year, in twenty well two years ago, twenty seventeen. He so was in San right Fran, there. and he was in Barney's, I think it was, uh, and he was just there with his assistant, and he ran through, was checking like the the mannequins and like the displays with someone, and he just like dipped. He was there for like five minutes and left, so he just like ran through, checked something, like oh do this, change this, and just dipped. Damn. I guess he was just checking like the installation or something he had, and like Elias just looked up, he was shopping, and was like. Oh shit, that's rap. He took a photo. I used I, to have it. I hope he still keeps his uh, apartment in New York. Because people was bumping into him randomly in New York. Just walking down the street? Yeah, since since he that's was at wild. Calvin. But I don't think that's going to happen anymore. 
Nah, yeah, he's probably going back to Paris. Kind of sucks. Yo, low key for some reason. You live where you work at, you know. This has nothing to do with Raf, like what we're saying, but I feel like Martin's in Paris somewhere. I don't know why ever since that exhibition we're talking to. I feel like he's low key he's, in Paris. He mentioned it like that recent from middle of this year, right, where he did that acceptance speech. That was like two months ago. The, the October one. The, the award he won. The from the Belgian. The yeah, 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 yeah. He. You know, he said, Paris, my second adapted home. He lives there. He lives in Paris. Bro, whoever's in Paris, go find Martin. <laughs> but he's around. That's the thing. You know he's doing that. He did that extra, the new documentary. The No Compromise, yeah. He's a part of that. He was co-curator from the uh, Palace Galleria. Galleria, the exhibition, the 1989 to 2008. So he's around. He's Somebody's bumping into him. Just y'all yeah, don't know. A lot of people still don't know what he looks like. If you don't know what he looks like by then, you're not an actual Martin fan. I wonder if anyone's actually ran into him. Like anyone like in a the fan, world, right? yeah, like a fan. Like not people he worked with, because people yeah, yeah, he worked yeah. with, they no, bump into him at cafes. Imagine you think they run into him. I haven't heard any. Story. That's what I'm saying. I feel like someone's had to have seen him, bro. This man is not God, bro. He's not invisible. You know what I'm saying? You want to know if he has facial hair now or? <laughs> And we don't this know. We my don't man, know my man's long, long around ponytail with. swag. That photo where he's wearing the tight white. His tee. hairline is pushed back, though. <laughs> yo, you got my me. Man's probably bald. Yo, you got he me got hot. The, he got the old samurai haircut. Yo, what's wrong with you? Yo, you out of pocket? Why are you talking shit about Martin? Nah, be um, son. When he's wearing the freaking, he has the ponytail with the tight white tee, with the little beret or whatever he's wearing, the little hat. The denim jacket. Low black jean jacket. You know, sorry, but with it. yeah, he was fired. But um, that's from the Wee Marjola too. He's in there. Yeah, painting the model. He was doing that hands on, talented as fuck. That was from like I think ninety two, was it? I think, I think it was ninety two. So. But um, yo, you were telling me earlier how you're a big fan of A Cold Wall. Yeah. Why are you a big fan of A Cold Wall? What do you really <clears throat> like about it? It's just us. I, I remember when uh the guy first started the brand. Like I just thought it was like a rip off of all fight. You know, yeah, I mean, he worked he him. was Virgil's man. Yeah, he's working with Donda or whatever it was. And you know, it just started off as a streetwear thing. And he's from London. And I was like, oh, it's like a rip off of all fight. But now I think he's actually better than Virgil. Like conceptual conceptual wise. This is conceptually. <laughs> Yo, you wild. What's wrong with you, bro? Conceptually. Be on one full fifth. Yo, what's wrong with you? This man thinks he's Kerwin. Yo, you got me hot. <laughs> that joke was wild. But nah, yeah, A Cold Wall, bro. Um, yeah, what, what's crazy about A Cold Wall is, you know, it's like all like ex- uh, architecture, engineering, and like, like text, text mm, board. It's, it's a lot of not like text it's, board. It's a lot of references, yeah. bro. Like, I wish I could actually sit there and like, he would explain to me. Because you really haven't. Because I really took don't the time to. Look I really don't it. understand his clothes. I'm not not a fan, but I'm not a fan. Okay, like, I'm in the middle. I'm undecided, kind of. Okay, like, undecided I, is fine. Because I kind of want to like actually understand it. Yeah. Like I seen a couple of runway shows and they're pretty sick. His presentation. His last runway show was. His insane. presentations are really good, bro. I I just I just remember from seeing when he first started. Now he got his own Nike club. You said he, you met him a couple times, right? Yeah, and I could I could only imagine how it feels to be like how old is he? Twenty seven, I think, or twenty eight. He's late twenties, yeah. Like to be somebody young, grew up wearing Nike, to having your own Nike, and then your idol having a Nike, but now. 
you're at the same pedestal as your idol. Like, if Virgil ever was his idol. Because you basically put him on, in a way. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, yo, I wanted to talk about, um, where was it? No. Where was it? Hold on. That was the first. Yeah. Nah, hold on. One second. Oh, you're not getting to that yet? Nah. She's a pain, My man's thugger. I'm not saying shit about it. Yo, <laughs> why you don't want to talk about it? Son, this man was wearing consumed with the crushed can. Like the whole like netting. See, that's where you're fucking up at. That's the recent drop. No, it's not. Ray is black, the consumed one. Oh, that's the one I was telling you to buy yesterday. That's not consumed. Damn, well, it's still a reissue. It's still a reissue. But damn, that photo is still nuts, bro. Cause I wouldn't imagine Thugger ever wear some stuff like this. Nah, he been doing. He remember he was photographed from Ralph Simmons. Son, he but did he did a video. But he got a stylist, bro. So don't count. But it's still fire to just. That That's f- what I'm saying. Anything that you think he's, he's being a big flex on some. Oh, I know fashion. It's still a crazy ass photo. But that's not consumed. Just want to put that out there. But he's word consumed. He's worded like a photo shoot, like a video. That was wildin'. But yo, I want to go back to this. We were just about to talk about where is it? So the time we were talk mentioning how like Raph and um Margiela's moms are friends. Yo, read this quote real quick. <clears throat> um, they made him work too hard at Dior and they regret that. Um the sec- the secretary is still calling me regularly. The- by the way, this is his mother talking, isn't yeah. it? Okay, so they made him work too hard at the year, and they also regret that his secretary is still calling me regularly. And for Christmas, the big boss sends the most beautiful flowers. He couldn't keep up. Between all those shows, he also has his own label. I noticed that he was under stress. He just didn't enjoy doing it as much anymore. He did enjoy designing the collections, but not everything else that was also a part of it. There were film stars who would call and ask, Raph, would you like to design my wedding dress? I'll send a private plane. And you can also attend the wedding yourself. But our ref is simply not interested in that. He wants his peace and quiet. Even the mother of Martin Margiela contacted Simmons' mother. She called to warn me. Martin has told her, Raph must quit now or he'll burn out. And he was right. It's That's crazy. Wild. That's Remember, like, the... Because they were talking about he wanted to retire, like, right around the time he went to Dior. They were talking about he wanted to retire. Well, let's remember that there's a whole season missing in 2001. Remember he quit. Yeah, he quit for like a year. For a whole year, so. Yo, wait! They say raps raps mom and dad's name. Him not him getting tired of my son Jack and Alda. Alda Simmons and Jack. Why do they spell it like that? They say he has the natural gift of reading people well and quickly. That's why. Just the fact that Martin and Raph's mom is friends. And, and Raph was no, inspired but, by Martin. But Martin Margiela himself contacted Simmons' mother. So it's Martin. Martin's he's paying attention. Yeah, he's watching Raph. He's paying attention to the whole fashion scene right now. On the low, yeah. He sees everything. He's watching Balenciaga. He's watching Demna. He knows what's going on. Yeah. That's why my theory is that he's coming back to fashion one day. Do you think so? I think he's going to make a return. I don't think so, bro. Nah. I feel like... What he might do, though, is just see how he's trying to kind of coach Raph. He might just try to find a young designer that he can help him. Honestly, these guys don't want to help him, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's him. Yeah. 
he's he's even reclusive to some of his own team. Like, Martin is just, I don't know, he's just. Uh, that man I don't know is how a question to, mark. I don't know bro. how to describe. Yeah, he's, he's a, a question mark. Big question mark. There's, I don't think there's a way for us to explain him as a, as a person. I also want to talk about how, um, how inspired Raph was by how Malang. Besides Martin, how Malang was like one of his other big uh, influences. And he's mentioned it. In like, interviews. and he wore a lot of the pieces. My man's got the archives on deck. He made that denim jacket infamous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with the three stripes on the back, the red. Coming out, yeah. I forgot what years from. But yeah, um. That, I want to talk about that time when uh, Raph wore triple S's. The photo where he's sitting with Lil' Kim. At you asked the, the one who showed me The that. Mark Jacobs show. I never from, like, knew. Earlier this year, I think it was. Or like late last year. I think it was early this year. Early this... Uh, last year. It's already... It's like the end of last year. That was year. in February of 2018. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, last year. He was wearing the new version of the triple S. I had no idea that he wore so triple he's a, he's S's. Fan. So, that's kind of crazy. I wonder... I wonder what he thought when he saw it. He's like, oh, this looks like what I did back in the day. Yeah, he's probably like, yo, they try to rip me off, son. I'm yeah, your boy Raph right sitting next to Lil' Kim. I wonder if Lil' Kim knew who he was. She probably heard the name. She has had to by now. But she probably didn't know who he was like that. Lil' Kim used to be flawless. She used to wear Mash Chanel back in the day. She, you know what she has to know who he is? Because once he did that Dior. She probably bought some pieces. Yeah. Yeah. But no, nah, I wanted to talk about the history of the Gats. Let's break it down. Like German army trainers, for mm-hmm. people who don't know out there. Like, you know, a bunch of people make their own versions, like Dior. Obviously, Martin made them famous. I can go on and on. Adidas still makes them. Like, so many different brands make them. <clears throat> the BW sport. But, so basically, it was two brothers, Adolf and Rudolph. And... The two brothers who started Adidas. Yeah. They had the Dassler Brothers Shoe Factory. And basically... You know how it's like Adidas? So that's but like... And they were contracted to make them. So it was... You know, it's Adidas. So Adolf or Addy, that's where Adidas comes from, they would drive... Yeah, because Adolf is a wild name. <laughs> we can't use that. But Adolf is just like some... Uh, that's Hitler's European name, name. bro. Yeah, you wild and be. They're German. Yeah. He drove to Berlin from his hometown to meet Jesse Owens. And he basically made a pair of track shoes for him. And then they start having success. The brothers split. The brothers split. And so Adolf started, which is Adi, started Adidas. Rudolf started Ruda, which became Puma. And they were hired by the German army under contract to produce footwear for the troops in the 1970s. The result was both of them using that sole because they were producing at the factory. And then each of them can claim that design because they came up with it together. But then they split. Yeah. And they split in 1948, which is crazy. So, Adolf, so Adidas, Rudolf, Ruda. So the first, Puma. the first GAT was basically designed by more than 60 Adidas years ago. and Puma. That's why when people see those Adidas, no, it's crazy. I mean, people don't know that came from two brothers who and bro, became big competition to one the another. The German army, bro, the Nazis. No, no, no. This is not. You know what I'm saying? Th- that wasn't the Nazis at that point. But I'm just trying. You know what I'm saying? Like. You think a German army, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure they've done stuff for Nazis back. Yeah, Chanel. I don't think they had a fucking choice. There's a lot of people like they used to design for, you know what I'm saying, that German army. But this wasn't. This was the 70s. But I'm just trying to point out that, you know what I'm saying, it was the German army. So that's kind of crazy how, like, the gas we come it's to love. It's iconic. People think of it as, like, Marjola invented those sneakers. But yeah, because really a- he, a lot of people think, uh, well, 
they call it the Margiela gas. So yeah, but like, people think Margiela invented the gas. That's what I love about it. What about the Yohorn gas, the Hedy gas? And I and I think Hedy did a I think reinterpretation before Margiela. Martin did, but the things that Martin see Dior Hedy at Dior, he actually manufactured his own with Dior, and then Martin just actually just bought them from like an army supply store the early ones he was actually he's using the actual sneaker but yeah. had he actually redesigned his own the the bo one yeah kind of talks about it. but nah that's kind of crazy cause those are like one of the most but they they, they both came out 2002 hetty and martin so they both started around the same time no yeah same time 2002 both of them had gats you know what's kind of crazy about that is hetty worked for martin yeah, a little while. Wasn't that brief, like, 92? He was, like, interning for him for a little while. Yeah. But that's kind of crazy. Like, and then Hedy went on to be his Yo, own. Yo, Martin's guy. influence is, is endless. You he influenced Raph and Hedy, and those are two guys who I don't think really get along. And we'll elaborate. Oh, yeah, Raph, Because Kathy Horn. Yeah, man. Shout she's a little instigator, I'll, I'll, I'll but she's that. so interesting. Hold on. This is the Kathy Horn. When she basically just like she kind of dismissed Hetty as a whole as a whole person. Basically, Kathy Horn was a rap fan. She basically said she's friends, but she she does a lot of his write up. So she basically got banned from Saint Laurent when Hetty was there mm-hmm. from going to any of the shows. He didn't let her because she tried to say that like Hetty got his whole swag from rap. Like if she's saying if there wasn't no rap, there wouldn't be no Hetty. The same way there's no rap Simmons without him and you could say that about anyone though, because she was basically trying to say like all fashion. But she was trying is to make and she like, was trying to a connection. An example. She was trying to say like fashion is like a fashion is like a genetic line. Like it's it's like you pass something down, you pass something down. Yeah, but Hedy didn't like Hedy that. Hedy got hot because he, he thinks he invented that. And I don't know if Ralph Simmons has this whole. They were trying to say that competitive like, where he says he started it too, but she's in the forefront of this. Yeah, yeah she's the one that kind of put it out there. She said that. Hedy got his template of slim tailoring and street casting from Raph. And saying if without slim tailoring and street casting, there would be no Hedy. But I don't think so, man. Because Hedy's clothes doesn't look like Raph's clothes to me, bro. It's, it's a different... We're, we're not talking about anything besides the slim suit. That's what we're talking about. That's what the beef is. I don't is. think he got it from him. That's what the beef is. I really though. don't think he got it from him, bro. Like, they hate each other. That shit is like crazy. Yeah. Cause I remember when you always like hear it on Twitter and stuff. People would be like, "Why they hate each other so much?" And I'm like, "I don't know." Like you, re- I at don't this know. point, I don't think they care anymore. It's not that serious, bro. It's like, not. It's not like they gonna kill each other over freaking. Yo, I invented a slim suit. Like that's not a thing, bro. Yo, it's fashion, man. People get mad. People get really competitive about this shit, bro. It's like everyone wants to say they invented something, and they want to be the first. Like that's the whole thing about this. And people get offended when you say, like, oh, I invented this. No, but you got to think about it. Suits were more relaxed. Yo, suits not valid in my Look at Look at uh, Armani. Yeah, that's his whole swag. They were relaxed suits. Son, suits not valid in my eyes. I'm never wearing a suit. Armani was fire in the 90s, though. I'm never wearing a suit. Ever. You're crazy. You say that now. Watch. Unless I'm getting married. Other than that, I'm never wearing a suit. I don't fuck with suits, bro. It's not my swag. I hear you, but... Unless it's the Charles Peterson number nine... Uh, uh, that's the fire. That's the fire suit. Other than that, I can't do just a regular like just suit. It has to be a crazy pattern. You know what I'm saying? But um, I do want to talk about. Oh, 
we pretty much talked about everything. The gas, you know, Raph, Hetty, Starling Ruby. Well, I just want to say that I know a lot of people, upcoming designers have said Sterling Ruby has copied them clothing-wise. You guys need to understand he ain't copying none of you guys. This guy's a painter. But I remember I was trying to tell you, like, he did construction. He did construction, so he's just, he's living in his clothes, you know? So when you see this splattered paint and bleach. It's like him working in the studio all day. It's like he lived in this clothes. So when they turn out, he just takes them off and that's Yeah, he's not copying no one. He's just really living that shit. And like Sterling Ruby shit is crazy to me, bro. Like I got a couple of his books, but the books I really want are kind of expensive. He's an interesting guy. I watched almost every interview on him last week. I went on YouTube and just watched Uh every single video. So what, what are some things that you learned about him? He went to school, but I forgot yeah. exactly what he was studying. But, like, he always kind of grew up around construction and all that stuff. Like, he wasn't, like, a fashion guy. No, he never was. He's not. Yeah, he's so the, that's the whole, like. But the fact that his, he's being, because Rob Simmons, he's put him into the fashion. Yeah, it's like they put him in this box. Like, you got to be a fashion designer. Like, you're not a fashion designer. He's just an artist that Raph collaborated with. Like, when designers collaborate with artists, that's really what it, all it is. And all of the thing he has is workwear. Word. And I think we'll be wrapping it up here. This is actually part three of episode 16. So, if you're just tuning in now, be sure to hit up SoundCloud and type in Sound Plus Vision Radio. And listen to the two previous episodes if you haven't done that already. And also check out Jen's Museum on SoundCloud because I'll be uploading there soon as well. But uh, hopefully we will do more of these episodes in the future. Uh, Like we said, we're trying to, we're basically trying to co-host with one another at this point. So hopefully we get a full production in the future. And we'll be bringing more knowledge to you guys and have more interviews so we need to get paid to drop all these gems man we're gonna have a lot of interesting people no pun intended yeah we're gonna be creating a lot of content where anybody who's interested could interact with us and we're gonna be traveling a lot trying to bring Aaron to Europe trying to Japan trying to take him to London Japan man you wanna go to Japan but London too yeah I'm just trying to travel man Got too many ideas to get out in the world. Like, I gotta get out there. A run number nine. Nah, man. A run the dawn. You know the vibes, beloved. It's your boy museum. Alright, man. But, uh, yeah. Check out the rest of episode 16. Peace. Sound Plus Vision Radio.